بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي يؤتي الحكمة لمن يشاء ومن يؤتي الله الحكمة فقد أوتي خيرا كثيرا وصلاة والسلام على صاحب الحكم العلية وعلى أصحابه الأبرار ومن اهتدى بهديهم وتسنى بسنتهم حتى تقوم الساعة Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi Welcome back to the Hikam. We have now reached the ninth Hikam. We said the first 25, mashaAllah. Deal with what things that can come between us and that fragile relationship of trusting and leaving things to Allah. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. The Shaykh, he says, Tanawwa'at. means like the different types of things. And wa'a. If you take Arabic with me at Swiss, we say, uh, you know, uh, three types, الأصير, the different types of juice, and so on and so forth. So, تنوعت, the different types of أجناس, uh, أعمال, the, the different types of, of quality, the different qualities found in actions are due to the different things that impact the ahwal. Here the Shaykh uses two important words, A'mal and Ahwal. A'mal are the actions of the limbs. Ahwal are the actions of the heart and the mind. So we say, Al-A'malu qa'imatun bil-a'da wal-ahwalu qa'imatun bil-aqli wal-qalb. Very important, remember this. The actions are, you know, kind of founded and, 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 and exist on the limbs and the ahwal exist within the thoughts of a person, their intellect and the heart. He's getting into something very, very important here, man. And it touches on a lot of issues, but most importantly is like, we invert things. So like if you look at neoconservatism, if you look at white supremacy and racism, if you look at the gospel, the prosperity gospel pushed by Joel Osteen. Muslims should not be listened to Joel Osteen, man. La hawla wa la quwwata billah. I mean, are we really in that need of feeling good that we can just listen to something that tells us how great we are and never demands any responsibility and then ties financial c capacity to God loving us? Like this is counter to Islam and counter to Christianity, subhanAllah. It's a deception. But the, these philosophies, these kind of existential philosophies, what they do is they create the total value of a person in where they are in the material world. So, for example, neoconservatism can now blame poor people for their poverty. Like, poverty is, is the foundation of who you are. So you should be blamed for it. Um, the, the prosperity gospel, right? basically states that, you know, if, you, if you're rich, God loves you. So it absolves a person of any inner responsibility. So neoconservatism invokes the physical as a means to cast judgment on the hearts of people. The prosperity gospel uh, or the theology of prosperity uses now riches to absolve someone of being responsible in their heart. And then, of course, white supremacy invokes race as a means to discount the humanity of a person. Now we can appreciate the profound statement of the Prophet This emancipating statement, which Imam al-Shafi'i said is ilm, a third of knowledge. Some scholars said it is half of Islam. And what is it? 
that actions are by the intentions. We don't judge people for their actions, right? In the sense of we don't blame people for things like poverty, color, shape, and so on and so forth, because that's beyond the scope of their intention. Nobody can control that. The only thing that we can judge, right, is the haram and halal. So like someone can go do haram and say like, yo, my niya was right. Of course, there may be circumstances where people can get out of things. That's different, but we're talking about, I don't want people to understand what I'm saying as a way to absolve themselves of any uh, religious commitment that would fall into the gospel of prosperity. No, no. It means we start with the heart of a person. And in general, the heart is known to Allah, so we assume the best. But we don't blame people, their intention for things that happen like poverty, like race, like ethnicity, like language. The only thing that we're allowed to examine are the deeds of people, whether they are good, whether they are evil, whether they are haram, or whether they are halal. So you can see something now if you're involved in like social justice or if you're involved in engagement. And that's why I challenge people, stop being right or left. Have a political theology. Have a political theology and be able to think about religious texts in a way that emancipates you from these constructions. So the sheikh is saying here, to know what, to know what, if you want to understand the quality of your deeds, right, your religious acts of devotion, then that is due to the things that impact your heart. And that deals with three or four areas. Number one is my attitude. My attitude towards God. A lot of us may not want to come to grips with the fact that we may be angry with God and we just kept it hidden. Take it to God and make dua. Have that conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Work through it with Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. But be careful. Be careful because right? that was a quality of the worst people. That when things didn't go their way because they're not worried about their hearts. They believe that their true value is found in the, in the, in the material. We're the opposite. The material is there. It doesn't matter. But our acts of devotion are a sign that our heart is solid. Our commitment to God in the face of good or bad, that's the sign that our heart is in the right place. Between Badr and Uhud lies the believer. Between victory and loss, we're with Allah. Everything in the world is, is, is like salt on food. So we don't blame people for poverty. We don't hate people because of race and ethnicity. To do that would to invert the hadith instead of saying, it would be, Hmm. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Oh yeah, I took it there. I took it there, mashallah. And I want you to think deeply about this and challenge yourself. So the first is like my attitude towards God. Number two is the type of friends I keep. This is waridat, this is going to impact my ahwal. The Prophet said, you're on the religion of your friends. We know the hadith of the three people trapped in a cave, that all three of them had to make dua to escape. So the importance of friendship. Sohbah. Number three is being around a loving community. It's very important, you know, it's not enough that you go to a mosque. Sometimes we go to the mosque and people mistreat us and we feel bad. Oh man, I don't think I can go to that mosque anymore because people are mean to me or they weren't friendly. And then we feel guilty. No, no, no. No space is safe and no space is sacred. We make spaces safe. We make spaces 
sacred when we obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you're in a faith community which is making you feel down, which is abusing you and mistreating you, not asking you to be responsible, that's a different issue, but mistreating you or, or making fun of you, then by all means, pull back a little, man, and find a place where you feel respected and honored. The last is the people around us who are closest to us, our family. We have to be supported by love, man. We have to be supported by people who nurture us. We believe that love is a redemptive, recessive quality. And these are the things that are gonna make our ahwal stronger. And now you can appreciate something about the hijrah of the companions of the Prophet It wasn't only to work on their a'mal, it was also to improve their ahwal. Because they went from being hated to being loved. They went from being poor to being cared for. They went from having no freedom to be able to worship freely. So the hijrah is not only working on the a'mal of Ashabi Rasulillah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but also it is servicing their ahwal. And what I love about this hikam is it forces us all to look into ourselves. Instead of blaming things around us, let me look into myself. Where am I, man? Where is my heart currently located? Where have I located myself in the world? Am I freaking out over catching up with the Kardashians? Do I know everything that Kim and Kanye are up to? Am I constantly freaking out because Sephora, I missed out on something, or I didn't get the new Air Jordans, or this or that? Listen, to a certain degree, I get it, those things are normal. But if it gets to the point where it is driving my total value and my total being, there is a problem here. So the Shaykh, he says, The quality of somebody's actions lead to are due to the circumstances around them. And that takes us to a final point, that parents, siblings, friends, and Muslim non-profits have to create opportunities where the are increasing people's iman. Increasing people's sense of value, increasing people's sense of belonging. Didn't the Prophet say, if you love somebody, you have to tell them because when you tell them, this is waridat ahwal. This is something positive that is going to inshallah bring good to their heart. What an incredible hikam. Barakallahu fikum. And the Sheikh, Sheikh Sharnobi, we're not going to read what he wrote here. It's, it's a little bit long. But he says, and this is why you have the hadith of Na'man and Na'man ibn Bashir, who said that the Prophet said, Right? That the haram is clear and the halal is clear, and between them are doubtful things that most people don't know the rulings on them. And then the hadith ends with what? In the body there's a piece of flesh. If it's sound, the body's sound. If it's corrupted, the body's corrupted. It's the ahwal. So I am now going to look at myself and work on myself to get better. Barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad wa alaykum wa rahmatullah.